It's no secret that women in particular face a greater pressure to be likable as they navigate through society. Be a likable boss, a likable date, a likable presence in the room. But are we really just implying that women should take the back seat in society and adhere to gender stereotypes? More often than not, it's the women in society that are pressured to be likable, approachable and warm. This burden placed on women often affects us when we try to be assertive or passionate about something, as it can often get misconstrued as bitter, mean and overbearing. So today we're going to chat about the pressure put on women to be likable in society. She, a podcast for non-traditional conversations. I'm Tiana. And I'm Sophie. And And we're we're a couple. couple. Join us as we explore an alternative view on what it means to be a woman in today's society. Hey everyone and welcome to episode 74 of She, an acronym for Shifting Her Experience. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience and send us a DM to be featured as our next person of the week or leave us a review on Amazon if you've purchased our journal Reflect and we'll give you a shout out that way. Yeah and before we get started today we'd like to shout out our person of the week Karina Camille who sent us a DM about our shit they don't tell you about the birth control episode Mm -hmm. and shared how she too really resonated with our discussion and felt we tackled the topic really well yes thanks so much for the kind words Karina we really appreciate how much you related to that episode yeah absolutely and we still receive quite a few messages about that episode as well and about how many of you related to it um and hopefully today's episode is another one that you feel that you can relate to but also it's unfortunate if you do um this episode has been requested a few times by some of our listeners and that is the pressure to be likable in society specifically women and we're not talking about kindness because i think that everyone should approach others with empathy we're talking about the pressure for women to not be overbearing or too sensitive or too chatty in society the pressure for women to be submissive in life in order to be likable and I think women are conditioned to you know be the ones that answer rather than the ones who ask questions and you know Mm -hmm. we're the really good listeners and we're encouraged not to talk as much so when we use our voice it can sometimes be met with a barrier um and not just our voice like We can also experience roadblocks with how our body language is also interpreted, you know, the tone of our voice and even the, you know, the lack of emojis in a text or email or, you know, the lack of exclamation marks in a text or email. We have to always appear to be um, enthusiastic and approachable. Yes, the use of emojis and exclamation marks or to not use them is a great point. I think about that all the time. I feel like I've seen memes about that. Um, If you've ever seen the film Gone Girl, or better yet, read the book, this is put wonderfully in the cool girl monologue. Just quickly here, I want to read a snippet from this monologue that's in the book. If you haven't read it, please do yourself a favor and Google it because I promise you will not along. But somewhere in the middle of the monologue, it reads, cool girls are above all hot, hot and understanding. Cool girls never get angry. They only smile in a chagrined, loving manner and let their men do whatever they want. Go ahead, shit on me. I don't mind. I'm the cool girl. Men actually think this girl exists. Maybe they're fooled because so many women are willing to pretend to be this girl. 
And this is exactly what we're talking about. Being likable, pretending to be something other than yourself to get people to like you. And yes, of course, this can happen to men too. But unfortunately, women experience this on a daily basis. It's a gendered expectation that follows us our entire lives, not just on a first date. Yeah, brilliant monologue that actually reminds me of um, Ellen Powell's essay on gender bias in uh, Silicon Valley. She actually uses the phrase cool girl to describe the pressure she faces in male-dominated work culture. Mm, yeah, And one of the things she wrote was, um, is it just me? Am I really too ambitious while being too quiet, while being too aggressive, while being unlikable? Are my elbows too sharp? Am I not promoting myself enough? Am I not funny enough? Am I not working hard enough? Do I belong? Yeah, and unfortunately, that is the reality that women face, especially in the workplace. I feel like this pressure to be likable in society is heightened in two sectors, in the workplace and in dating. Within the workplace, women in most industries are taught that if you're being treated worse than your male peers, it's because you are not fitting this impossible contradictory criteria, which, by the way, this professional gaslighting is absolutely worse for women of color who have to deal with racism in addition to gender bias. Yeah, that's a great point. It really is professional gaslighting and women of color experience heightened versions of this and you know I think women in all realms of intersectionality feel that their appetite for being liked is heightened because you know trans women and gay women for example know what it's like to be marginalized already so this feeling of wanting to be liked can definitely be more intense. Yeah, well said. No, that is so well said. There's actually a term that comes to mind going back to BIPOC women, uh, a phrase referred to as code switching, which is adjusting one's style of speech, appearance, behavior, and expression in order to satisfy white people. Research suggests that code switching often occurs in spaces where negative stereotypes of black people run counter to what are considered appropriate behaviors and norms for a specific environment. And this alone is an example of how there are certain behaviors and mannerisms in society that are more favorable, which is like... Absolutely appalling. Yeah. I mean, this means that we're filtering ourselves, like people are not being true to themselves. And in society, you know, we want others to like us based on what they think is best for us, which is really sad. Yeah, we all want to be accepted and treated with respect above all. And it's a whole nother topic to get into when we talk about discrimination and how unfortunate it is that code switching exists for black people and minorities, especially for women of color. Yeah, where do you personally feel that this notion of being likable comes into play for for you like is it work when you were like single when you were in school like what is it yeah um great question I feel like this likability trap comes into play the most for me in the workplace I really am someone who doesn't care what other people think and I use my voice in scenarios where I believe it's appropriate at work but sometimes putting myself first and putting my mental health first does unfortunately mean quieting my own voice in a work setting to appear likable to male counterparts. Like I find this especially apparent for women with a certain type of male boss. You feel like you have to constantly ride the line of doing your job well, but not overstepping to overthrow someone's ego. Like sometimes to make my life easier in those scenarios, I unfortunately like do take the back seat 
which is very much not like me. But to me, my mental health isn't worth constantly having to argue, you know, like that being said, I've noticed that I am the first, though, to use my voice when I feel like others are being treated unfairly. Yeah, I've noticed that just from working from home with you, like you're always the first to defend someone when they're being treated unfairly or or use your voice to stand up for other people. Yeah, well, thanks, Soph. Yeah, I definitely try. So do you think this likability that we're talking about is a direct product of patriarchy? Oh, yeah, I do believe it is. And I'll tell you why. The patriarchy relies on women remaining subservient and submissive to always adhere to the man, to allow the man to hold the power and be in control. The pressure on women to be likable at work, in the home, on dates, in life, comes from the idea that women need to be pleasant, never angry, and always second to answer. This is where the idea of being likable stems from. So, in fact, it is a product of patriarchy. Women continuing to feel pressure to be likable in all environments doesn't allow us to be our true selves thus men who do not feel this pressure every day continue to remain in power like it only works in their favor you know yeah i agree with your history lesson on (laughs) where being likable comes from absolutely oh well thank you what about for you where do you feel like the pressure to be likable comes into play for for you most well i do care what people think i wish i didn't but i do and it's really just become a part of my personality now I think um and I think it has its pros and cons like wanting to be liked keeps me in check and allows me to assess if I'm being kind to people but then it can be overpowering at times and I feel exhausted from holding back or you know being calm cool and collected all the time when really I just want to you know be really chatty but I feel like I'm being too annoying Mm. so um being too much or whatever yeah. yeah Um, I will say that personally, I have struggled with um, wanting to be liked way more in friendships and, you know, meeting strangers for the first time rather than like in relationships or in the workplace, like you mentioned earlier. Um, You know, do I feel this urge to be liked at work and when I dated? Yes. Um, But I am way more self-conscious with friends, new friends and even family members. That's interesting. I mean... I know that about you. Um, Do you think that wanting to be liked in your friendships and family relationships is also a product of patriarchy? I'm curious. I don't know. Maybe. Um, It's definitely my personality, but is my personality shaped by my environment and how I've been treated as a woman? Maybe. I mean, Mm. that is the million dollar question in psychology. Yes. Um, I will say that when I used to date men, um... I would go out, you know, to a nightclub with them and and our friends and we would all be drunk. And when I would wake up the next morning, I was, you know, way more self-conscious about the night before and, you know, my behavior or if I was too drunk or whatever. Um, And, you know, we call this the fear back home. So I would wake up with the fear that I was being too much or too annoying. But my ex-boyfriend's like, would find it hilarious if they were drunk and would, you know, even call their friends to talk about like their crazy antics the night before. And they would think that they were so funny. But like, I remember thinking I could never do that. I could never like laugh at myself. Interesting. And for me, it's the same as wanting to be liked. I was self-conscious and aware of myself and wanted to be liked after being, you know, drunk on a night out. But my male counterparts didn't care if they had like 
wrecked a building or broke windows like they thought that was so funny and I know that's immaturity but it's also interesting that they thought the fear was hilarious but I and most of my like women friends hated um the fear it was almost like we the whole hangover was based on like analyzing how we behaved the night before and if we were liked enough yeah I think that's an interesting observation with how hard women also tend to critique themselves Mm. for sure this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, professional counselling done securely online. Tiana and I have spoken in previous episodes about how important mental health is and how therapy is something everyone can benefit from, especially when it comes to improving your self-awareness and overall well-being. Yes, our sponsor BetterHelp, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, was kind enough to let us both try their services. So we've both been matched with therapists separately and have attended a few sessions already. I love that it's all done online. There's no waiting room and you can just send your therapist messages messages or schedule a phone chat or video chat. Yeah, it's a lot more affordable than traditional counseling done offline, which is great. There's even financial aid available as well. And well, BetterHelp is even more affordable now because we want you all to start living a happier life. And as a listener of ours, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com loving. So join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash loving you can find the link in our description for this episode i also want to mention because i used this term a few minutes ago there's a phrase coined by author alicia menendez called the likability trap in the simplest of terms the likability trap is the pressure women feel to be liked due to gender bias which comes at the expense of being their authentic selves or truly hitting their goals you know socially professionally etc And the likability trap is something women experience at work, yes, big time, but also in their daily lives. Like if you're single, especially if you're single and straight, you might experience this every time you go on a first date. A lot of people I know, a lot of women we see in films and TV and reality TV for that matter, will pretend to like things that their male partner likes, especially during the early stages of dating in order to impress them and make them like them. So we dim ourselves down in these scenarios in order to mold to someone else's personality. Yeah, and the media is notorious for showing us that. Well, yeah, we watched a film on Netflix the other day called Love Hard, and I'm sure a lot of you have either seen it or heard of it, but if you haven't, it's a new film that just came out in 2021, and there's a moment that stood out to us and actually stood out to a total stranger that I met today who agreed, where this notion of being likable comes into play. The main character at the end, spoiler alert, makes a huge speech basically apologizing in front of a large crowd of people for being catfished. So she gets catfished and roped into this fake relationship, but yet she is feeling guilty for all of it. And we accept this in society. We accept these kind of movies. Well, our immediate thought was, why is she apologizing for being catfished by a man? And it stems from, yes, women apologizing when they don't need to, but being likable. We apologize too much to appear likable and not aggressive, to not seem like we're taking up space. I'm sorry, but if you get catfished and roped into a fake marriage, you should not be the one apologizing. Um, And by the way, the male character stays silent during her entire apology speech. Yeah, watching that film with you, we definitely looked at each other during that part because 
yet again, it's another film that, whether consciously or subconsciously, puts women into these stereotypical roles that women don't actually need to fall into. Like, yeah. why was she the villain in this when she was the victim? Yeah, well, there's this idea that submissiveness makes women more likable. That's what this all comes down to, to which I say, do not make yourself smaller in order to yield to the patriarchy. Yeah, also you end up losing yourself when you aren't being true to yourself. So if you don't want to take the back seat in a meeting or if you don't really like the things your date likes, you're doing yourself an injustice by not being honest and true to yourself. Yeah, that's such um, a good point. Yeah, and there's also the aspect of um, physical appearance in regards to likability. For example, like how many of us have judged someone's personality based on their photo? Mm. Like maybe it's a work thing where you see their Slack photo or their email profile picture or a Facebook profile picture or a Tinder picture. Or, you know, maybe you're researching a new doctor online that you want to visit and you like see their picture on Google and you think, nah, they look too serious and not approachable enough. Like yes. I'm not going to that doctor. Yes, that's so true. Likeability ju- isn't just in regards to personality and behavior, but it also ties into appearance. That's a good point. Yeah. And isn't it like interesting how women feel like they have to be likable, but then it's problematic to, to love yourself. Like you Ooh. appear conceited if you love yourself or even if you like yourself, you're like now full of yourself. Now we're getting into it. Yeah. yeah. That is such a good point. And I feel like I want to dedicate the rest of this episode to addressing that and talking about it. Like I'm even just now thinking of a great example of this and that's body positivity. Like you're damned if you love yourself and damned if you don't. You love your body, shame on you, the internet says. How dare you love yourself and be full of yourself, you know? Yeah, I've seen lots of posts online of women sharing their body hair or embracing their skin that has, like, lots of acne. And Mm. the comments are atrocious. And, like, these women are, like, feeling really comfortable in their skin. And yet, you know, you have the comment sections on social media just being flooded by dirty little incels hiding behind their computer screens like these little trolls yeah um and and they they're very loud and noisy you know it's very sad totally a lot of those comments are atrocious and a lot of those atrocious comments are by men but some are even by women which is even worse and even Mm. more so like women can be just as nasty of course and And where do you think they've learned it issue yeah it's a huge issue yeah they're just falling into you know being products of misogyny when women are actively attacking other women online you know it's awful and you know we can blame misogyny and patriarchy till the cows come home but at the end of the day if you're an adult and you feel like you are shaped in some form by society like and you know you have the authority now and the maturity now to to change that narrative yeah um you know we strive to be likable but when we do like ourselves it's problematic so don't be that bully online who who judges people based on their picture or based on your first encounter with somebody. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to love yourself. So when you see somebody doing that, respect that. And loving on themselves. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself for sure. I think we need more of that, especially as women. Um, I also want to circle back though to um, women wanting to be likable and how that stems from patriarchy since we're talking about it. Because another example of patriarchy that we have all seen online is the representation of the Karens of the world. Mm, also the known unlikable as, Karen. Yeah, also known as the Susans or whatever. I don't know, but I think Karen's like the most popular. Yeah. Um, but for example, a Karen 
is a stereotype of a woman who is loud, likes to tell off supermarket assistants <laughs> and, you know, has a certain haircut and certain type of sunglasses and yeah. you see her all the time online. Funny, yes, but we don't know every situation that these Karens are involved in, but we assume we do and we judge her very fast. What we do know about Karen is that she's always a woman. Mm. Men are very dominant in society. They are considered the boss when the woman is the diva and they're considered assertive when the woman is crazy loud and annoying. You know, when men are assertive, they they are listened to and they're often very intimidating. But when women are assertive, they are the butt of the jokes and become a stereotype online, hence the Karen. They are the Karen. Yeah, that's a great point. We don't have any names for the men that yell at customer service representatives, which we've all seen. And while I agree with you, Karens have now become something entirely different online and can be used to describe problematic women who are racist or homophobic. And that is, of course, a real issue in society. We're not trying to undermine that ignorant, problematic behavior. Yeah, well, where are the Richards and the Joes? Yeah, it's just interesting that there are no male versions of that. It started with women. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. It started with women. It's a lot more common to see these types of videos of women online than it is to see these videos of men even though they exist they're the karens yeah it's become so famous we're now like using it as a slur i i don't know like what some of these women are arguing about in supermarkets and banks and whatever online but if something happened in a supermarket that I felt was unjust to me and I wanted to stand up for myself. You better hope someone's not recording it. I hope it. to fuck nobody has a phone because yeah. I'm going to be the next Karen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if a man does it, it's like, oh, listen, everybody, oh my God. Yeah, that's and scary. He raised his voice. Like, everybody be quiet and listen. Do what he says. Yeah, and you've had that happen to you when you were crew for an airline. You've had men oh, they don't yell like- at you. Because they didn't like when I told them what to do, even though they were in the wrong. Yeah. Like, sorry, but you can't put your... 10 bags in front of an emergency exit for takeoff yeah. like you just can't do it lads because if we crash and half of you like burn alive that's my problem so I mean yeah I'm going to tell you to remove your bags for takeoff yeah and but yeah I got reported men. so many times for like these men thought that they had authority over telling like by reporting me to my seniors and being like you know she was um really not argumentative and she wasn't friendly and I fly with this airline like you know very expensive airline and my ticket was so expensive to be treated like this and to be talked to like this like sorry hon like all I said was move your bags but they didn't like that and yeah I was reported a lot for this but so were many of my colleagues who were women and then I would go to the galley and tell my male supervisor hey um you know 48 alpha is shouting at me there because he won't move his bags for takeoff and then my male supervisor would go up and say yeah you have to put your bag up in the overhead lockers now because they're about to take off and he's like sorry boss yep sorry now yeah Yeah, grand no bother I'll do that and it's like Ah, wow. I just witnessed something very interesting there. Well, I'm sure that male passenger did not care about being likable. I'll tell you that much. He was not likable. He was not likable and he did not care about being likable. But very interesting point. It goes back to shifting our language to, which we've talked about in 
whole other episodes, of course, like shifting our language in terms of like how we paint women in society and how, you know, women are honestly never allowed to be angry. So that's a whole nother thing. We always must be likable, never angry. But, you know, we've talked a lot in this episode. I would love to hear what your takeaway is on today's topic. Yeah, we usually give advice in our takeaways. So I would like to take this opportunity to ask uh, you all for advice. Um, Tiana and I are only human as well and have insecurities too so please let us know what you do to feel more confident in life and how you navigate um the topic of being likable in society I would honestly love to hear your stories yeah I agree with Sophie I would absolutely love to hear your stories about how you tackle you know the pressure to be likable in society and my biggest thing is don't be afraid to take up space I feel like when we're talking about being likable in society It is reducing us to be a version of ourselves that maybe we don't feel is our authentic selves. So don't be afraid, obviously, to like be you, but also take up space, use your voice. And if you're angry, you're angry, you know, and don't be afraid to ask for what you want and what you need in life. Yeah, love it. Great. Well, that's it for today's episode. We love hearing your stories on how you're living a non-traditional life. So keep them coming and follow us on Instagram at Shifting Her Experience um, and send us a message on Instagram. Review our podcast on Apple or review our journal Reflect on Amazon to be featured as our next person of the week. Make sure you download, rate and review our podcast and share it with your friends to spark a further discussion on this topic and let us know what areas in your life that you felt pressure to be likable if any and be sure to check out our episode description for the link to our sponsor BetterHelp that we talked about today and we'll see you on Tuesdays bye